The following is a Westminster Seminary, California morning devotion given by the Reverend Dr. Craig Troxell. For more information about this message or about Westminster Seminary, California, visit us online at wscal.edu or call 888-480-8474. Online, wscal.edu or call 888-480-8474. Again, we're in the prologue to the Gospel of John, at chapter 1. And today we're going to be looking at verses uh, 10 and 11. But let me remind us of the context and begin at verse 1. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. Let's pray. Our gracious God and our Father, we ask for your blessings upon your word this morning, and your blessings upon our hearts. Equip us, O Father, with what we need to know, And help us truly to take these things to heart. We might embrace them. We might live by them. And place our hope in him who is our light, the Lord Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Responsibility of Westminster Seminary, California, is not to train you. It is not to train you. And you're thinking, that doesn't sound right. And I think I've wasted a lot of money. Um... The responsibility of Westminster Seminary, California, is to train you properly. It's to train you well. Which means not to withhold from you all that you are supposed to understand about the gospel. And not to withhold from you all that the gospel will bring upon you. Namely, we would not be doing a good job here if we sent you out and you had the idea that everybody is going to listen to you and accept you with open arms and that you will always be received with nothing but smiles and love. Uh, That was not the way of the master. It is not the way of his messengers, as we see in these verses. And here we see again that the word uh, in whom is life, and who is the light of men, was coming in the world. Verse 10 was in the world. Verse 11 came into the world. But what our text is telling us is that this world into which he came, this world that was was made by him, this world which was his creation, it was his world, and yet what do we read here? The world did not know him. It did not recognize its creator. It should have, but it did not. Why not? And I think it's summarized well by somebody who put it this way. It's not because he was a stranger, but because the world was estranged from him. And here is our first hint of a very important thing that will pop up again and again in the Gospel of John. This word world does not mean the same thing as all things that we read of 
uh, here in uh, verse 3. Uh, the word designed all things, he created all things, he sustained all things, but that's not exactly the same thing as the world. Uh, that, that word world appears about 80 times in this book, and most of the time it has this moral overtone, and it's referring to the humanity that inhabits the world. This humanity that uh, is lost in sin and rebellion against God. Uh, chapter 3, verse 16, perhaps the most well-known verse in all the Bible tells us that God sent his son into the world to do what? To save the world. Because the world needed saved. It was lost in sin. And even the context of these verses, it says in verse 5, the light shines in the darkness, the darkness has not understood it. Even though he was the light of the world. Why? Because people loved the darkness. And so we're not really surprised by these words in one sense. If we have a sense of the book of the whole, the world does not know him, doesn't value him, doesn't appreciate him, does not recognize him. But there's a second thing that's said that's even worse in many ways. Verse 11, that he came to his own, but his own people did not receive him. His own, his own people, that obviously refers to a relationship. And there's a, a biblical ring to this, and there's many verses we could read but why is it that God saved Israel out of Egypt? Why did he do this? We read in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 20, it was that Israel would be a people of his own. He redeemed Israel that he might make them his own nation, that he literally creates them to be his own. And so here is the word who comes to his own, to his, his own relations, to his own brothers and sisters, but they do not receive him. It's like what Isaiah said, children I have raised and brought up, but they've rebelled against me. The ox knows its owner, the donkey knows its master, but my people do not know me. My people do not understand what John is saying here is happening all over again. God is coming to his own again, but his people do not know this time of visitation, as our Lord says in Luke 19. So this is something worse than a creator being rejected by the creation. This is a son being rejected by his own people. But here is one who comes to his own nation, but there's no room for him in the inn. He comes to his own temple, but he's not worshipped there. He comes to what is rightly his, but he's turned away. And even when he comes to his, his own hometown, there's no, no honor for a prophet in his own hometown. And so as we bring these things together, what the prologue of the Gospel of John is telling us, what he's hinting at, is what's to come. What we're going to see throughout the, the Gospel of John, if, if the series were to continue throughout the book, which it's not going to. And what we read is that the word is, is rejected throughout the Gospel. That you see again and again, there are some who believe and some who do not. But it's worse than that. It's, it's those who do not receive him, who, who are angered with him with what he says. There is this constant division as the truth is wont to do, uh, throughout his ministry. It brings this great division, even driving some people to hate him. But if this is true of the word, if the word is rejected, so also is it true of the message and the messengers who, who bring this gospel. John chapter 15, John chapter 17, our Lord says, the world is going to hate you, but remember it hated me first. This is the path you're going to walk as you bring this message. The other gospel accounts say exactly the same thing. In Matthew 10, our Lord says, A servant's not greater than his master. If the world persecuted me, it's going to persecute you. 
and even the Beatitudes end on that, that note in, in chapter 6 of Matthew, Matthew 5.11, rather. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you, when others utter all kinds of evil against you, against because of my name. And it goes on to say that we're in good company. That's how they treated the prophets, Isaiah and Jeremiah, Elijah and Ezekiel. More importantly, we're in the best company because this is how the the world treated the word. Or as 1 Peter 2 says, that Christ suffered for us. He has left us an example, what it means to suffer when doing good. So we expect to be resisted when we are armed with the truth. We expect to be opposed. We assume that uh, we're not going to be always accepted. And the reason why is because when anyone uh, reminds the world about Christ, uh, they're treated in this way. The world loves its stuff. It loves its fame. It loves money. It loves all of its, its gods. Now, every now and then you can run to somebody and say, well, I think, I think Jesus was a good man. I think he was a good teacher. And I, I like his teachings. Except for when he talks about sin and judgment and the cross and self-denial and holiness and chastity, the danger of money, loving one's enemy, heaven and hell, salvation, the meaning of life. Other than that, I like his teaching. But that's exactly the case. The people oppose this message. But worse than that, our passage says that the word came to his own and his own did not receive it. There are many churches across this land that bear the name of Christ, that Christ and his gospel are not welcome. Bring up the idea of a sacrificial atoning death or a bodily resurrection or the miracles or the Bible as the word of God. And in some places, even the name of God. I have a friend, he was a priest in a very liberal denomination. But simply because he used the word Jesus, it brought about a tremendous division in that church. You could say the Lord, you could say Christ, but when you say Jesus, that was too much. Isn't this not amazing that Christ is denied a place in his own house? Among his own people? He's not received? nor his messengers. So there's some that are going to laugh at you. People are going to oppose you. Some are going to be very angry with you. You will suffer for Christ. There is a price to pay for following Christ and for preaching Christ faithfully. You must count the cost. Think of the Beatitudes, the very first Beatitude. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Why are they blessed? Because they do not have enough to pay the price to enter the kingdom of heaven. But notice how the Beatitudes end. Blessed are those who are persecuted. And because they pay the cost of discipleship, they will enter the kingdom of heaven. We know what we're signing up for. It's like an ad that appeared in the London newspapers in 1915. Here's how it went. Men wanted for hazardous journey, small wages, bitter cold, long months of complete darkness, constant danger, safe return, doubtful honor, and recognition in case of success. That was the ad that Ernest Shackleton put in the newspaper to find men who would join him on the ship Endurance to go to the South Pole and traverse the South Pole. Probably the greatest survival adventure story of all time, in my opinion. They knew what they were getting into. So we do not preach Christ to become popular. 
We do not preach Christ for personal success. We preach Christ faithfully to bring to sinners what they so desperately need to hear, no matter our personal cost. But let me end by just assuring you of a few things. Number one, we have a great high priest who has been tempted as we are. Why, why do you think he goes out of his way to say that if the world hates you, you need to remember one thing, it hated me first. There are those moments when perhaps you will be suffering and you'll go to your Lord in prayer as you should. And you can say, they're not listening to me. It's getting very hard. And he can say, in return, I understand. You can go to him when you feel like you've been utterly betrayed and abandoned by people you thought you could trust. And he can truly say, I understand. Perhaps even persecution will come, scorn, hatred, ill treatment, and you can go to him. And he will say every time, I understand. We have a sympathetic high priest in all of our ministry. And there's nothing that we will ever face that he does not understand and through which he can comfort us and strengthen us. The second thing to, to remember is that Christ does protect us. You see, just as we cannot save ourselves from the dangers of sin, so also you and I cannot save ourselves from the dangers of the world. This is the whole reason of the gospel. Why did God send the Son into the world? It was to do what we could not do for ourselves, to die a death that you and I could not endure, to, to settle a debt that you and I could not pay. It was to gain a victory that you and I could not obtain. It was to conquer an enemy that you and I could not defeat. That's the whole genius of the gospel. But see, it continues in the faithful ministry of Christ. He continues to do what we cannot do for ourselves. We cannot protect ourselves. We cannot. We are not sufficient for it. But he does. And see, this is where we reflect upon that threefold ministry of Christ. And we extol him as, a, as our prophet, this one who revealed the way of salvation to us by his word and spirit. We praise him for being our high priest, this one who opened the way of salvation for us in his work of intercession. But we should also praise him as our king, this one who protects us along the way of salvation, every step shielding us and guarding us and helping us. He gives us life, he says, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. That is his promise to us, that he will keep us, he will watch over us, that he will guard us, that he will hold on to us. That's what steadfast love means. It's that love of God that gets a hold of you and never lets go. But that is his allegiance to you and to me. And yes, it's true, the world may hate us. But greater is he who is in us than who he who is in the world. Many times it's going to feel like Satan is at your right hand as your accuser. It doesn't matter. Christ is at the right hand of God as your advocate. That's all that matters. There's much that will stand against you. But the one who stands with you is greater so let us not be ashamed to suffer for him who is not ashamed to suffer for us, who is not ashamed to love us and to pray for us, and who is not ashamed to reclaim us when we fail him out of fear. And he is not ashamed to return for us 
so that we might stand before his throne, before the throne of this one who bore all of our sins. And we will stand there along with those like us who bore the insults and the reproaches of his name. The name of Jesus, this friend of sinners, this one who will never abandon you, will never forsake you, and who will never, ever reject you. Let us pray. Our gracious God and our Father, we do pray that you would make us faithful servants and that we would follow Christ wherever he leads and we would do whatever it costs out of our love for him who loved us unto death and loves us still. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Copyright Westminster Seminary, California. 2019. All rights reserved. You are permitted to reproduce and distribute this material in any format, provided that you do not alter the wording in any way and do not charge a fee beyond the cost of reproduction. For web posting, a link to this document on our website is preferred.